Welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Hi, guys, and welcome to Episode 10 of the Focus on Customer Service podcast, hashtag FOCS. As usual, it's myself, Dan Moriarty, joined by the American Dan, Dan Gingas. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, British Dan, and I'm excited to recap some of our favorite learnings tonight. Absolutely. And guys, Dan's just giving you a bit of a spoiler there. The difference tonight is we thought for episode 10, a number that many suspected we would never reach. We thought rather than getting a guest on, we'd actually kind of review the nine episodes we've had to date and talk about some of the things that we've learned throughout individual brands and talk about some of the trends that we've seen so far. And as you probably know, we started this podcast because there's a lot of podcasts out there about social media marketing and content, but we really wanted to focus on the other side of social that a lot of brands still overlook, and that is customer service. And our stance, for, for those of you that have listened to the podcast and will know this already, our stance really is that social has made the journey from the, the channel of last resort when other service channels failed really into becoming the channel of first resort for many customers and requiring companies, both big and small, to be as prepared for social media comments as they are for incoming calls, emails, or click-to-chats. And both of the Dans have been there in the trenches. We both work in social media, customer service. We've both dealt with starting up new departments in our company, in a channel where every service interaction is public. We understand the hiring and the training aspects. We've had to integrate social service into a bigger organization. And so this is really a passion of ours. And we've had a great time talking to other brands and other people who work at these great brands who share the passion. Absolutely, Dan. Right. Our very first guest on FOCS was Natanya Anderson from Whole Foods, who actually has a very interesting job as Whole Foods allows each of their stores to have their own separate social media presence, meaning she's actually responsible for overseeing the social care delivery for over 700 social profiles. She shared one of my favorite quotes on the show to date, which is that every social media channel you open is a channel for care. And I know both Dan and I couldn't agree more with, with that. Any platform that we open as brands, we have to be prepared before we publish content to be able to respond to guest commentary there. She also shared with us one of her goals, which I thought was really ambitious. She said, I want people to have such great experiences with our customer care team that they want to tell other people about how great the care was and then how much that makes them an advocate for Whole Foods Market. And I think that's an awesome goal to have because if we as social care people can cause people to become advocates for our brand, then that's the ultimate measure of success. Absolutely. She was awesome. Next up was Lori Meacham from JetBlue Airways, and she manages a team that they call crew members. And they have a tough task because they are 24-7 customer service on social media in a really competitive industry, and they have a goal of a 10-minute response time. One of the things that Lori left us with that I really liked is she said that we've really infused our brand's personality through social and that's what differentiates us. We want you to be able to see who JetBlue is just from looking through the JetBlue Twitter feed. I think they definitely do that. And she also shared probably my favorite surprise and delight story that we've had from individuals on the show, which is the occasion of the guy who requested the Hulk Hogan theme song when he walked onto the plane. 
And they were able to actually record that in the individual's notes. And then the next time the individual flew, as he boarded the plane, the Hulk Hogan theme song was playing, which obviously, as you can imagine, led to plenty of positive social commentary. For the reference, this is also before Hulk Hogan was erased from the WWE record books, but let's not dwell on that for too long. The third episode actually featured Joe Stupp from Chipotle, who was a super cool guy, who's actually the manager at one of the first ever Chipotle restaurants. Um, And now that company is over 1,800 outlets in the US alone. And he's the head of social media there now. What was really striking about Chipotle was just how casual and relaxed and how how much social care was just a part of what they believed was the right thing to do versus something they really had a laser focus on. Um, He said a quote, which might scare some of us, but it was that they have zero goals around customer care. We do not track it. We do not keep an eye on it. It's just something we do. And for me, that really just speaks to one of the underlying themes that we've really heard, which is the importance of this customer service or customer-centric culture inside a company and how easy that makes social care to do for the brand. Yeah, I think we've had a few guests tell us that customer service kind of comes naturally to them. And while Chipotle was a little bit out there because they don't have as much structure around it as others, I do think that they were part of a theme which is really important, and you just mentioned this, Dan, which is that you've got to have people that live and breathe customer service and that think about it all the time, and then it comes really naturally. Absolutely. So speaking of that, we then got to talk with Nicole Miller from Buffer in Episode 4. And as far as I know, she is still our first and only former rodeo queen. And now she is the community champion for this well-known social media tool. And they really focus on getting to know their customers, which I really like. They have a very popular Twitter chat called Buffer Chat. And, of course, they're great at customer service. And as she said, we view every interaction that comes our way, every single tweet, email, question, or mention as a real privilege to know that someone has taken the time out of their day to think about us or get in touch with us. We really want to make sure that each interaction is special and unique and as happy as possible. I mean, talk about customer centricity, right? They really absolutely nail the idea of putting the customer first in everything they do. As too did our next guest, which was Ashley Boone of ModCloth, which was also known as the Jeff Goldblum episode, which really confused me and slightly confused American Dan about who exactly Jeff Goldblum was, despite the fact that Dan will claim he knew him. American Dan definitely knew who Jeff Goldblum was. I like how you're revising history now, British Dan. Well, it's all on a podcast. You can go back and listen to episode five to find out who's telling the truth. But ModCloth were another brand, very similar to Buffer in the sense that they're a little bit smaller and just have as one of their core values this idea of putting the customer first. And Ashley runs a team over there that are just doing an absolutely fantastic job and I think shared a couple of sound bites that really highlighted why they're doing such a good job just because of how in bed customer care is or customer success as some call it into their organization and and the lines that stuck out to me were imagine yourself on the other end of that call and act accordingly i mean literally customer centric imagine you are the customer and then also going above beyond the call of duty to make the customer's day and actually shared some stories about the team actually walking down to the warehouse to find items of clothing that they thought were sold out and themselves going to a FedEx or UPS store to ship it overnight to get it to the customer that was expecting it and hasn't shown up for and just really highlighted how that entire team or the entire company really goes above and beyond to put the customer first. 
And Dan and I were a little bit worried about recording that episode with Ashley because we're not exactly the typical customers of ModCloth since it caters to women's clothing. But it was a lot of fun, and Ashley definitely taught us a lot. We also learned a ton from Lindsay Gesso from Vega, and they just have so much fun in social media, and it really comes out in their online personality. I think that's definitely a learning that we've taken away from several brands. They use a lot of humor and imagery in their responses to customers. They love cartoons. They tend to have food puns. My favorite was a, a corn on the cob that was an animated corn on the cob that said, "Aw shucks, when someone gave them a compliment. And then they were also preparing for a race against another local company, and they posted something with an asparagus that said that they were ready to kick some asparagus. So they're always a good opportunity for a food pun with them. And her advice was also really, really good, uh, you know, very serious. But And she said it's not just about having a competitive advantage over your direct competitors. Our customers expect a response through social now. So it's looking at are we as good as the best companies out there? And that's really how we set our standards. Next up, we actually had our most remote from the U.S. participant, which was Monty Hamilton from Telstra in Australia. And though he might live a long way away, he actually is very close to our hearts because of his amazing dedication to customer service. The company, Telstra, is an Australian telecom company. They actually respond to more than 400,000 posts from their customers every single year. But they ensure that their customers can actually reach the same service agent every single time they contact the company, regardless of what channel they come in on, which I thought was a really, really interesting take. It makes a lot of sense. Very, very hard to execute upon that. He also said something that I think really took the idea up a notch, which was that it's really important to start with empathy and understanding and really showcased how, you know, in order for us to get as brands to get better at this stuff over time, it's important that we don't just fix the individual request that comes in from our customers or, or deal with a, a surprise and delight interaction on a one-off basis. It's really about having that organizational empathy and level of understanding of what your consumers are going through so that you can address that and fix it and make it better for other consumers and other transactions rather than just that specific occasion. Yeah, and I'd add that for those listeners who are looking for maybe a more advanced course in social customer care, definitely listen to Episode 7, which was Monty Hamilton from Telstra. They've spent a lot of time on this. They've been known for customer service for a very long time, which is really interesting given the telecom industry that they're in. And Monty was one of those guys that I wish we had a two-hour-long podcast because I could have continued asking him questions for a long time because he had such great insights to share. I also definitely would not want to mess with our next guest in Episode 8, who is Shanda Maloney from UFC, also known as Ultimate Fighting Championship. Not only does she oversee 60 branded social media channels, but there are also 600 or more uh, athlete accounts that she has to look after. And they're not a small shop. They have 17 million Facebook fans, over 2.5 million followers on both Twitter and Instagram. And she had a couple of pieces of advice that I thought were really memorable. 
The first was that she said that social media is the best place to get word of mouth understanding of what the fans or the customers are saying, how they feel about your product or brand. I think that's definitely true, and that's what we call social listening and making sure that we are listening to what people are talking about our brand and, and really not just hearing them but listening and doing something about it. And she actually specifically mentioned negative feedback as being really useful. And we talked about in a in one of our episodes about how people who are complaining can be some of the most insightful people because they can tell you what's wrong with your product or service and help you fix it early before a lot of people complain. The other thing she said that I really liked was she said, don't be afraid to jump into the conversation. Look for people who are talking about you and not just at you. I think this is really critical because brands are evolving on social media from being passive listeners to actually being active participants in their fans' social conversations. And then finally, episode nine was with the lovely Jessica Mack from Olibox, which not only was a lot of fun, but it added yet another lovely accent to our show. Jessica has a really interesting job because, as we all know, people are very emotionally attached to their smartphones. And so a proper protective case can really make or break, pun intended, the entire experience. When you think about what their product actually has to do, if her product works, if, the, if Otterbox's product works, you never really hear from your customers. Whereas when it doesn't, they're not only blaming you for the failure of your product, they're blaming you for the failure of the other product that's held inside it as well. So Jessica really preached patience and empathy for service reps and said this about Otterbox customers that, that definitely stuck with me, which was that our customers mean everything to us and we try to involve them in our brand as much as possible. Have fun and really treat them as we would a good friend and not just a customer on the other side of the computer. She also brought up the fantastic point, which has kind of, again, been one of these themes that's gone throughout the shows, that you really have to make sure you have a, a strategy and a plan for rewarding the customers that are engaging with you positively as well. It really is one of the things that's changed as, as customer service has come online, as it's coming largely through public social channels. The idea that you can just respond to the people being critical of you is completely gone. And I think Jessica was an Otterbox or a brand who definitely really showed how you can engage with customers in a positive manner as well. So nine episodes in, we thought we would look at a couple of the themes that we think have emerged. I think the first one for me is that it doesn't really matter what size your company is. You can be successful at social care. We've talked to both large companies like JetBlue and Chipotle. We've talked to small companies like ModCloth and OtterBox. And all of them have figured out how to be human with their customers, as I think Jessica Mack from OtterBox was saying, to show empathy, to listen, and to respond quickly to issues. So don't be afraid if you're a small company. This is something that you can do. And if you're a large company, I think there is absolutely an expectation that you are doing it. So either can be successful. And to build further on that, as well as the size of the company, I think we've also seen that you don't need to spend a ton of time devising a really concise or detailed strategy to actually launch here. I think when you look at companies like Chipotle and what they've been able to do really by just living their brand values, it does show that you can just get started in this space. You don't have to plan a ton. On the flip side, companies like Telstra are the ones that are really making this a competitive advantage. And that's where having a solid strategy, a solid organizational understanding of how to make this work for you can pay off. If you're a company, big or small, and you haven't started yet, follow Chipotle's lead, jump in, get active, get talking to your customers, 
And if you start to see that it's making a difference for your business, then you can start making the transition towards being more of a company like Telstra. We've also learned, and we've talked about it, to not be afraid of negative feedback. It's a huge learning opportunity for your brand. It's an early warning system. When people are having problems, they have learned to come to social media first. A lot of brands don't go on social media because they're afraid of negative feedback. Well, what we've learned for sure is that people are talking about your brand, whether you're there or not. You might as well be part of the conversation. And negative feedback is going to happen. It's going to happen in every channel that you're in. Accept it, learn from it, adjust your product or service so that you can reduce the negative feedback, and be sure to engage with those people because a lot of times you can turn a negative customer into an ambassador just by responding, appreciating their comment, and trying to fix their problem. And then above and beyond that, one of the things I've really liked is hearing occasions where individuals inside brands or the brands themselves have heard these negative comments and actually taken it back to their operations teams, to their the center of their business to figure out what they can change. One of my favorite examples there was actually, again, Jessica Mack with Otterbox, who was talking about how they're actually looking at a shower-proof case because with their water-resistant case, people were complaining that they were taking them into the shower with them to listen to music, and they were breaking because it wasn't waterproof. It was just water-resistant. And so the company has now actually taken that feedback and is exploring whether or not they can roll out a shower-proof case. And then on top of the negative feedback, and again, we've just touched on this, but really making sure you have a plan and that you take the time to recognize the people that are saying positive things about your company. A quick like, a quick favorite, a quick retweet, a quick response. Many of our brands do quick surprise and delights. Um, I know Buffer, uh, Modcloth do a ton of stuff where they're sending out little small swag, if you will, that, that goes out to these users, these customers of their businesses that just really helps form that that bond and that alliance. Another thing that we learned that I think was really interesting was people who make it up to the head of customer service roles in social media tend to be people that were customers of the company before they came to work there. Now, we know that it started with Joe Stupp, who was the first restaurant manager of Chipotle, but Nicole Miller used Buffer before she joined the company, and Ashley Boone was a customer of Mod Cloths before she joined. Lindsay Gesso used Vega products, and Shanda Maloney was a fan of UFC before she came there. And Dan and I have realized that that is a really important trait because one of the things that really comes out in social media is your passion for your brand. And whether it's a product or service, whatever industry you're in, that passion's really important. And as you are serving your customers, showing that passion can really help. And so we've definitely noticed that the leaders, at least, are people that were passionate about the brand before they ever got into their roles. And something else we've touched on a number of episodes is is this merging worlds of marketing and customer service. And for some of the brands we've interviewed, it actually goes as far as having the marketing and customer service teams are effectively the same, both Otterbox and Chipotle. The social team is the social team. And one day there are individuals doing a marketing job and the next day the individual is doing a customer service role. Other brands, we've heard that you know there's still separate teams, but there's definitely an increasing amount of collaboration and I would say an increasing amount of cross-training going on where the idea that customer service folk don't need to have a strong sense of what's happening from a marketing perspective really is going away Uh, and companies are starting to treat this not just as a customer service channel but as a genuine marketing channel. And I would add in there that that goes for both organic marketing as well as paid marketing. 
a lot of comments come from paid posts that might be done by a totally different area of the organization, and the customer service team needs to be ready for those as well. And then finally, I would say that this is a learning that Dan and I certainly already knew, but we're happy to share with you, which is to have fun and to show your brand's personality. It's definitely true that social media is not just about media. It's about being social and showing your brand's personality is a must in that equation. And whatever your brand's personality is, is okay as long as you're genuine and you're human. Absolutely. And with that, guys, we'll wrap up episode 10, the recap episode. As a friendly reminder, if you want to nominate a brand for us to feature on the podcast, use hashtag FOCS on Twitter and Dan or I will reach out to them. I really, really like to thank you all for listening. It's been really fun for both Dan and I so far and we wouldn't keep doing it if people weren't listening to the podcasts. And really, really encourage you guys, you know, if you are listening, if you are enjoying it, please share with friends and colleagues. The more people listen to this, the the more Dan and I feel good about spending the time to, to bring this, this to life. We also really want to thank our sponsor, Social Media Today, and also to remind you to please hit us up on Twitter individually anytime. I'm at dgingis, which is D-G-I-N-G-I-S-S, and British Dan is at I am Dan Moriarty. I'll quickly spell that. That's I-A-M-D-A-N-M-O-R-I-A-R-T-Y. And with that, For British Dan, this is American Dan. We really appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time on the Focus on Customer Service podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS. And follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at IamDanMoriarty. See you next time.